Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, let's talk about food cost. I teach four times cost or 25%, whichever way you want to say it, as far as achieving your food cost goal. I talk about this on videos and on many of the podcasts, and I talk about it on many of the coaching calls that I do with folks. But what people miss when I say four times cost or 25% is the next statement that I always say, and that is 25% is the starting point. Some food products, they're going to have to be a higher food cost, and a whole bunch more are going to have to be lower. The goal is to average 25 to 28% in your food business. And this is consistent with most food products, but there are exceptions. This average that I'm talking about, the 25 to 28%, is determined by taking the opening inventory dollars, and then you add up everything you bought for the week, and then you walk around with a clipboard and you count how much stuff you have left over, get a dollar amount for that, and subtract it from the two numbers I just mentioned. That gives you how much food you used dollar-wise. You take that dollar amount and divide it by your sales. That gives you an actual food cost. That tells you exactly what your food truck is running. It doesn't matter how you priced out your menu before you you open for business, because all that's just theory. What matters is what you actually perform as far as hitting your recipe amounts and your portion amounts and then getting the sales in that you talked about. Chasing down a food cost issue is a whole nother podcast. Today we're going to focus on the theory. So let's take a real simple product. Say it costs us a dollar to make it. If we multiply that by four, that means we're going to charge four dollars. That's the math. Now, we as owners have to look at the product to determine if there's value there. And value comes in terms of generosity, desirability, and taste. Since people eat with their eyes first, they have to see the product as being generous and being something that looks like they want to eat it. People are being conditioned to expect to pay more for unusual or seasonal or even rare items. So the higher the desirability of a product is, the more we can charge. So if you're selling something like bison hamburgers, people expect to pay more for that because of what it is. And then, of course, finally, the taste has to justify the price as well, or they just won't be happy. They'll complain, and they probably are not going to come back. So then, after we've got that $1 product, we've multiplied it by 4 and says we're going to charge $4 for it, we have to look at the competition and the economy where we're going to be selling that product. By all means, we can be higher than the competition, but we have to justify that with the product and then our service. If we're selling in an area where there's not a whole lot of discretionary money in people's wallets, then we're going to have a difficult time selling with higher prices. So we got to balance what the competition's doing and what the economy will bear. Certainly we can beat the competition. What has to happen if we have to sell our food with a lower menu price, meaning it has a higher food cost, we have to suggest to sell low-cost food items, low-food cost items, such as a drink, or a dessert. That helps to lower the food cost for that particular ticket. That one item still has a high food cost, but we averaged the ticket food cost because we sold a low-cost food item. So it helps us to bring down the food cost for that ticket. So let's look at drinks. A bottle of water costs 11 cents. You can find it cheaper in places, but a good bottle of water, brand name's about 11 cents. So if you just stuck by my rule of four times cost, then you're only selling that water for 44 cents. So be serious. Do you know anybody of your competition, any fast food restaurant, any restaurant in general that's selling a bottled water, are they selling it for 44 cents? Because I can guarantee you they're getting it even cheaper than 11 cents. 
The reason they sell drinks at the price that they do, the reason their desserts are priced the way that they are, is because it helps to lower the food cost. When people suggest to sell it, when, when employees suggest to sell it, and then the guest says, yes, I would like a water, or yes, I would like a soda. So let's take that $1 item that I mentioned a few minutes ago, and let's say we can only sell it for $2.75. That gives us a 36% food cost. And let's just say there's no way in the world that our economy, where we are, will pay more than that. So every single time that product is purchased, we have to train our cashiers, train ourselves to say, hey, would you like a water with that? Or hey, would you like a drink with that? If they buy a drink, then we just lowered that food cost down to 29.6%. Remember, it was at 36. Now we lowered it to 29. And that's way better than that 36%. And that reduction in the food cost percentage goes directly into profit. And of course, it goes straight into profit if your menu prices cover all the bills in the first place. So let's take a product that's a little bit more difficult to price for people. Let's talk about seafood. If you're in a coastal area, seafood is plentiful and it's cheap. The further away you get from the coast, the more expensive the product becomes. So comparing your lobster price to people that live in Maine and you live in Arkansas, that's not going to work. The prices are going to be different and considerably different. Seafood done right commands a higher price and people will gladly pay it. But in a lot of cases, that higher menu price does not mean it's a lower food cost. A lobster tail, for instance, can be about nine bucks. Now, if you did four times cost, that means you're at $36 just on the lobster tail. And that is very close, if not higher than a restaurant that's selling a full live lobster boiled to order that has the claws and the tail intact. Plus, they're going to give you a salad, a couple of sides, and some bread. You can see that a truck cannot compete by comparing itself to a restaurant. It can't compare itself to somebody that has purchasing power where they can buy tons, literal tons of seafood and get a discount for it. So what you have to do is work on your pricing. If you have a premium product like lobster, you still have to price for profit. Otherwise, you're just walking a very slow walk to bankruptcy. Your food costs can be higher, and to an extent... Because your sales per guest will also be higher, that helps to drive down the impact of fixed cost. Now, see, I normally don't talk about fixed cost when I'm talking about pricing a menu. But in the case where you're getting into expensive cuts of meat, you need to consider all the expenses, not just the one. And this is an advanced concept when we start to bring in fixed cost. There's not a whole lot of people that teach it. And really, restaurants don't talk about it outside of the boardrooms because it's a complicated process. It's not just adding up the lobster tail and going, yep, four times cost or five times cost or whatever it takes or two times cost. It's a little bit more complicated because now you got to consider the impact of your fixed cost. And those fixed costs, again, are things like licensing, insurance, cell phone, rent, loan payments. To an extent, it, it can be your commissary, it can be propane, it can be gasoline for your generator. All of those things are consumed pretty much at the same pace whether you sell a million dollars today or you only sell 10. So think of it this way. A food truck selling their average check of $4 with a 25% food cost to 100 guests they generate $400 in sales, and they have $100 in food cost. That lobster vendor, or that exotic food vendor, with the same guest count, 100 guests, selling a $20 plate with a 40% food cost to 100 guests, they still generate $2,000 in sales, but they have $800 in food cost. 
So let's say their fixed costs are identical. They are two vendors that sit side by side in the same city, so everything is pretty much exactly the same as far as fixed costs go. The $4 vendor then has profit before other expenses of $200, or 50%. While the $20 vendor has expenses of $900, and that's only 45%, and that 5% difference leaves more money for the remaining expenses, and most likely that's actually money for profit. Now remember, they are being able to show profit with a 40% food cost. They're doing it because they've generated more sales. Same guest count, same fixed expenses, a higher food cost, but more profit. The missing piece of the puzzle is taking all your expenses and seeing how they fit into the profitability of your specific business. 25% is just starting point. I recommend it because it's easier for new folks to generate a profit quickly and to have some sense of security because they'll be able to put some money in the bank. But when you're dealing with high-priced ingredients like seafood or steak or exotic meats, they require a closer examination of all the expenses in your business to make sure profit is possible and then how many guests it's going to take to achieve that profit. Because after all, if people don't show up to eat our food, it really doesn't matter how we price it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're finding all the information helpful in your food truck business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the links in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you need a business coach or somebody to help hold you accountable for your business's results, check out all my affordable services. The links are going to be in the description as always. If you'd like to be around like-minded, positive, supportive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. we got a whole bunch of awesome members, and they're at all levels, from starting newbies to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back, and they're going to help you succeed. Thank you guys so much for listening. Come back tomorrow. I've got plenty more to say about helping you grow your food truck business.